Hi friends, I hope you're having a lovely day today. Today I'm going to be sharing some thoughts from my mind on mastery. And I'm fascinated with this topic, and this is something that I guess I always talk about on my channel. But today, we're going to stare it in its cold, red eyes, even though those are opposites. And I'm going to say to you, hey, hey, sir, you can't take my children. <laughs> but I'm also excited about this video because it's not only going to be in video form, it's going to be in audio form. That's right. I'm taking on traditional radio. I'm, it's going to be one of the AM channels. So I, I don't even know what station. So good luck. Uh, also, I'm starting my podcast back. I've always loved the format of podcasting, and I've dabbled in it in the past, but I want to do more of it. I, th I think that I always have a podcast in my ear playing. Anytime I'm doing anything remotely adult-oriented or, wait, adult responsibility-oriented or, hi, wife, hi. or uh, re remotely adult, yes. Is that like a one-take? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> remotely adult responsibility oriented or boring in any way i have a podcast in my ears so i'm excited um it will be the james red podcast i i suppose do you have a question well i wanted to tell you a story you just had your arm tell me a story i can't tell you it on camera yeah you can oh is it inappropriate is um, it adult oriented no not necessarily it's work oriented <clears throat> oh okay tell me it later i'll tell you it now well i'm in i'm filming Oh, this is good. She got the water bottle, everyone. <clears throat> so mastery is is something that is fascinating to me because it is someone taking chaos and turning it into order. And this is this is uh this is a good thing. There's a lot of value to this, not only for growing yourself as a person, but it's meaningful. It can create meaningful results for the world. So I'll, I'll get to more of that in a second. But first off, anxiety. Does anxiety play a role in mastery? Does it play a positive role is the question. And I think that, yes, it does play a role in mastery. I think that the, the, the opportunity for anxiety is the vessel where which thou you should press forward into, out of your comfort zone, into that and that is the way to mastery is getting out of your comfort zone experiencing uh anxiety and frustration and the chaos that and i'll be talking about this balance between chaos and order a little bit but you're experiencing the chaos of what the world is throwing at you as you're trying to become proficient at something and so if, for example, if you are a street photographer and you want to take photos of people on the street, you're doing something, you're, you're doing this in a way that is particularly socially, um, potentially awkward, if you will, where you're either walking up to people, you're getting close to people, getting in their bubble, taking photos of them candidly, or you're actually asking them to take their portrait, which I did a lot of in the past, not so much anymore, um, I like to observe from a distance, but the, this is something that, that for a lot of people can be very, it could be varying levels of anxiety to, from uncomfortable to, to debilitating. And this is the way to mastery, in my opinion. I have a fascination with overcoming anxiety, so finding some victory over the anxiety, but also persevering within 
the anxiety. And to me, this looks a bit like the way that I've learned to approach this and help myself in, 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 in doing this well and in, in operating within this this realm well of victory and perseverance is I look at it like anxiety is a wave. It's one of those one of those 180 foot tall waves that you see the people surfing and they're like this big and the waves like all around them and they could die. I look at it that way and and persevering is being on top of that wave. You got your surfboard going out and I can imagine that being on a wave it has a lot to do with balance. I don't know. This is this is my this is my uh, interpretation of surfing. It has a lot to do with balance between chaos and order, right? You're trying to keep the chaos that is the wave up under the the freaking ocean, You're trying to wrangle it into order, if you will. As long as you're staying on top of that wave, you're persevering. You're 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 finding victory through the process over anxiety. But you can start to sink down. This is the fear, and it can happen. So you it's a mind game. You have to figure out how to to orient your mind in ways that helps you as opposed to hurts you, I guess. And so that's how I've learned to approach it, and it's been particularly helpful. I think that there's some level of you must punch anxiety in the face, meaning you must jump on top of the fiery horse. So it was a wave, now it's a fiery horse, a fiery horse wave. You have to jump on top of it, wrangle it, and ride it and, and through, through all of the chaos and try to make try to bring order to that. That's why I think it's such a fascinating endeavor. Uh, particularly if you if you if you have some sort of level of drive to take on things that are really intense and have a, a bit of an adrenaline rush to them, a lot of people like to jump off of cliffs. Another way to do that <clears throat> is to become a street photographer and and with freaking if you have social anxiety, go out. That can be incredibly scary too to take photos of people. You're scared they're going to look at you. This and that. <clears throat> And there's also value to learning about others' anxiety, meaning sharing the things, being open and sharing the things that you're scared about with other people who are your friends and allowing them, when you do that, you're going to open the door to allow them to share their anxiety with you as well. And I hate to make this sound like some sort of therapeutic meeting, but it's kind of that. When you do this, you make your anxiety smaller while simultaneously understanding that you are not the only one that experiences these things, that we all have their, we all have our things, and that a lot of times their anxiety is very similar to your anxiety. Uh, there are things you're like, oh, I did not know. I thought I was the only one that ever felt that emotion, and that's been hugely helpful for me. It's a cr- crazy effect that happens. I'm sure there's a lot of sort of social science behind that. Um, another another aspect, an, an aspect of when you're reaching maturity and mastery is that you make it look easy. And, and there's also a, a calm presence to a person who is masterful over something. This is somebody who has taken the chaos, gotten on the chaotic horse of fire and death, and they have done it so many times that even though everything is still just as chaotic around them, 
they have achieved order enough times that they're calm. They have a, they have a, what's the word when you're confident? Confidence. They have a confidence about them. Now, the way that you get to this place is you spend enormous amounts of time practicing. This is the, the ultimate way to get to this place. But also, I believe that as you're getting to that place of overall mastery of whatever you're up to, right, you can create little shortcuts that aren't quite the same as actually mastering it, but they have their benefits, and the shortcuts would be something along the lines of mastering the thing that you mastering the process of mastery, if you will, finding a way to persevere within the the chaos well, beautifully, um, in a way that in a way that you are able to handle everything that's going on without having a, a freaking panic attack. That's the most extreme version of, of this thing. And it, I don't know if it's funny to you that I'm talking about this because a lot of times the way the creative process is portrayed is sort of this uh, magical experience where the creative process is a process of, it's, just, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle, man. I didn't choose the creative process. Creative process chose me. And it, and I'm ride or die. <laughs> is that a phrase? What is that from? Ride or die. Oh, I'm so white. Ride or die. A ride or die chick, and that's a, but that's a woman. Uh, and pop is a woman willing to support her partner in his illicit lifestyle, despite how he, this might endanger or harm her. Dead on. That was it. Where was I at? Uh, learning how to, learning how to master the process of mastery is a skill in itself that will help you, that will help you win and get to a place of meaning, which is, which is the next part of this. Uh, well, okay. It's going to be after the next part. It's the next, next part. The next part is courage. Um, does mastery make you courageous? And I would say that from what I was saying a second ago, it does. It makes you, when you're, when you find, when you have enough order over something, you start to become more courageous. You may even become fearless for short periods of time in certain circumstances. That's an interesting place to try to go after. But more often than not, you're going to be facing things that you must be courageous towards. You, you must be dangerous towards winning. I think skateboarders are a fantastic example of this, where you you have an activity that involves you jumping on top of something that is potentially high enough up that if you fell off of that thing going at the right amount of speed and you fell just the right way, you could, we've all seen the videos where the arm, the arm snaps in half, make, turns into an L. Arms are supposed to be more like eyes. Uh, and I learned this in my years at in medical college, that arms are supposed to be more like I's as opposed to L's. If your arm is an L, it is a good idea to take some ibuprofen and then grab um, some sort of adhesive tape and or glue, depending on how bad the injury is, and kind of make it into an eye again, if you will. 
biting down on a rag also helps. Um, and I'm sure there's some analogy for the creative process within that as well. But you, it takes courage to hop up on a rail, do the flippy do with your board, grind down the rail, land, and carry that out 15,000 times, and then deal with falls, and then you hurt yourself, and then you get up and you do it again, and you're masterful over this thing. Uh, and, 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 you know, a good 15, 20 years, you're masterful over one aspect of skateboarding then you move on to the next aspect it's actually really it's i i've watched uh my my friend john hill um you can find him on youtube as well i've watched him how he skates and the process of him trying to land a trick is insane it's like it can be just eight to eight minutes to an hour and a half trying to land one trick a little excessive uh i think at that point his legs would just fall into noodles or l shapes so what is the value of being courageous in this well this is this the value of being courageous is this is how you learn to order the chaos to, to 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 wrangle the fiery death wave horse and start to obtain the mastery the value of mastery is a couple of things not only do we not only is it fantastic for you as a person to grow, but ultimately when you're masterful over something, you have more of an opportunity to bring value to the world. And a couple of examples of this, I think, are, are so first we have Casey Neistat, who if you've spent more than 11 seconds on YouTube, you probably know who he is. But if you don't, he is a, he's a filmmaker, started out in the realm of HBO television and then online advertising this world really interesting style of filmmaking now he then he became a vlogger he took over the vlogging world everybody now shoots with the exam the exam the the exam the what the, <laughs> the same exact i, I combine those words that's what happened there that was intense the same exact setup Every vlogger vlogs with the same exact setup as him now because he is so influential and he is that alone has brought value to the world. But now because he has such an enormous following, he's been able to do really interesting things. And this is through mastery. This is through mastering of growing a following, of, of creating compelling videos. And uh, one example of this is uh, our, my other friend, Sarah Dici. Uh, he gave her a shout out at one point in time. It was a particularly, there are different types of shout outs. It was a particularly involved shout out, if you will, that brought a lot of value to her, changed her life, I would, I think she would say. And also he filmed a video recently where he took a bunch of um, kids who, I forget what their, what the situation was, but basically the kids were in a, in an unfortunate situation, built a, took an old abandoned shopping mall and turned it into a winter wonderland for these kids and filmed it. And he did this because of his influence and, and what he has built. So this is just an example of, of mastery and, and value that you can bring to the world. And everybody has their own unique their own unique value. Another example of somebody who I found interesting is Adam Driver. He is the guy who is the, the, the actor who voices none other than Kylo Ren, the uh, petulant. Oh, I got to look up that word too, petulant. We're going to learn words together, guys. Uh, pe-chulant. pe 
childishly sulky or bad-tempered. Got it. Petulant and evil person who kills people and blows up planets and what have you. Which yeah, it means that you can also have, uh, you can be masterful over very negative effects. I mean, we've all we've all met Hitler personally. Um, so he tells this. Well, one thing I love about him is not only his acting, but his ability to conduct himself in common everyday conversation. There are certain people that I love to watch just talk to other people. And uh, it seems like it would be a really interesting person to have a conversation with. He's very calm and measured and intriguing in everything that he has to say. I watched a TED Talk with him where it looks like he just basically walked up on stage, didn't plan anything, and went on this wonderful, wonderful monologue about his uh, what he's up to. And so what what he is up to is that he started out... He ended up going into the military. He almost, he was about to be deployed, if I remember correctly. I think he had a mountain biking accident, fractured his sternum, and which is different than the scrotum. Very important. And he ended up uh, he ended up going on this acting odyssey, as he calls it, to California, where it's like hell Mary acting odyssey, where you may not survive, but you're going to go there with with no money and try to find an acting career. That failed. I think it, he ended up back in his hometown after two weeks, and then he he persevered through that anxiety. I can imagine that would be anxiety written, and he developed he, he slowly developed himself into an actor, and he's a, he's a masterful actor. He what what he does is incredible. He has an he has a a wonderful way of bringing an energy to a role. But he's also using, he's also spending his time performing for people who are in the military, either deployed or not. Like he's gone to different military bases and and performed in terms of um, like plays and this sort of thing with other actors. He kind of organized this and that's that's what he's up to in the meantime while he's doing his his crazy awesome acting roles. And these are examples of, of meaning and value that you can bring. This is something that, that, you you only you only do this when you are masterful at something, right? So that's it. It's only like twenty minutes long. That's cool. That works. Good first podcast video thingy. Anyway, um, you can find me if you're listening on audio. You can find me at Twitter, Instagram, of course YouTube, and if you're watching on YouTube, well, same for you. And I would love to engage with you if you engage with me. Let's talk and. Thank you so much for listening and watching, and I hope you have a lovely day. Goodbye.